So when you hear childcare providers or daycare or grandma say, we don't do baby led weaning, what they're really saying is, oh, we don't know how to do baby led weaning safely. So by following these steps that I've described, you can demonstrate how your baby safely feeds himself and voila, everyone else is on board with baby led weaning too. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back to the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast. This is a juicy topic in baby feeding that we're covering today, daycare. How can I get my caregiver on board with baby led weaning? This is like one of the most frequently asked questions that I get on my weekly workshops at the Q&A section at the end because the reality is you guys are spending all this time educating yourselves about feeding your babies. But in real life, many of us have to rely or have the great fortune, I should say, to have other people helping us who are at times responsible for feeding our babies. So how do we integrate our feeding practices so that the baby is having a consistent experience regardless of who is offering them the food? Because we don't want to confuse our babies. We want them to be able to feed themselves, but safety is incredibly important. And a lot of you guys share with me, you know, I just don't trust my mother or mother-in-law babysitter nanny to do baby led weaning. And so in today's episode, I'm going to give you some really practical tips for how you can get confident to the point where you can then get your caregivers on board with a baby led approach to feeding. So I like to start each episode with a tip of the day. And today's baby led weaning tip is to please refrain from putting any food regardless of the texture, into the baby's mouth, okay? No matter who is helping you feed your baby, you can teach them how to let the baby self-feed. Okay, that's one of the overarching principles of baby-led weaning is that the baby is allowed to regulate their own intake. They're the ones who decide how much or even whether they eat. They decide how fast to eat. We can help them learn some techniques to slow down if we're concerned about overstuffing, let's say. But at the end of the day, we're not in charge of how much or even whether our baby eats. So if the people who do help you watch your baby are not comfortable with baby led weaning, you can teach them, provided that they're open to learning, how to do a preloaded spoon technique, for example, to allow the baby to self-feed purees, or you can show them how your baby can self-feed certain foods that they've already mastered. Seeing really is believing. So we're going to take advantage of that in today's episode. And hang tight because I'm going to be sharing some exact language that you can use and that helps when you're trying to have conversations with other caregivers or daycares or grandma or nannies, anyone who helps you feed the baby if you want to be consistent in your messaging about your decision to do a baby-led approach to feeding with your baby. So I want to tell you guys a quick story about my friend, Jana. She, I know her from, I'm in these like multiple moms groups, not multiple groups of moms, but for moms of multiples. I'm not as active in them as I used to be, but when I had my quadruplets, I didn't have any other friends that had multiples. So it was nice to have other moms to talk to. And I met Jana through there. So she has twins and her babies were a little bit older than my quads. 
and she had wanted to do baby led weaning. She's actually one of the first people I heard about baby led weaning from. And she had this like insanely awesome maternity policy from her job where she got to stay home for like the first six months after her babies were born. So she started solid foods with baby led weaning when they were six months of age, plus showing the other signs of readiness to feed. But around the six month mark, I remember at one of our meetings or play date, she was like super stressed out about going back to work because she was just getting started offering her baby soft, solid strips of food, doing this thing called baby led weaning. And then she wasn't sure how she was going to get the daycare on board because they had originally told her, like in one of their policies, it said, you know, we will only spoon feed purees. And then I was kind of talking about, I was like, that doesn't make sense because eventually the babies learn to eat real food. Like, what are you going to do? Only spoon feed a two-year-old puree? So what what we came out in our conversation was she had realized that later after they had met, we were kind of strategizing on some ways for her like in the group to talk to daycare about doing baby led weaning. She realized after they'd met to discuss feeding the twins with the daycare, what the daycare was really saying was, oh, we've just never seen any babies do baby led weaning. So we say we don't do it. So they kind of corrected and said, listen, if you send the food and show us how the babies you want them to eat and what we could do, we'll do it the way you want us to. And we kind of likened it to like some parents are really particular at daycare, like how the baby get cha- gets changed, right? You need to put this salve on and this this balm on the left bottom cheek and this one on the right. I mean, I'm being facetious and exaggerating, but like you ask for specific things about other aspects of your baby's care, where they go down. If they take this blanket with them, I know I want these socks on the baby, remove these socks when they're sleeping. You can do the exact same thing. You don't want to be annoying about it. I'm going to teach you how we can be gracious about asking the people who help us watch our kids to help feed in the same manner that they're learning how to eat at home. So in today's episode, how can I get caregivers on board with baby led weaning? I'm going to give you guys a few tips. And this kind of applies to, it's not just daycare because everybody's situation looks different. Some of you, if you stay at home with your baby and you're the only one who feeds your baby, this might not be super relevant for you right now, but there will come a time when someone else will feed your baby besides you. So this is probably more useful for those parents and caregivers who are taking care of a baby either at daycare or a nanny situation or grandmas because how we talk to grandparents and other caregivers who maybe you've just never heard of baby led weaning it's important how we frame the discussion so my first suggestion to you is to practice what you preach now what I mean by that is you have to get confident feeding your baby at least a few foods before you invite anyone else into the feeding environment like I know we get so excited about every baby little milestone don't have grandma and grandpa there the first time your baby tries to eat avocado if they've never had anything except breast milk or formula because it's going to be a little bit dicey. Remember, they don't eat very much. There's going to be some gagging and then people who don't understand gagging are going to think that the baby's choking and then you're going to get stressed. You're going to be like, what am I doing? And you're going to freak out and just want to spoon feed purees or pouches. I don't want that to happen to you. If you don't know the difference between gagging and choking or someone who helps you feed a baby doesn't, you can go back and listen to episode number four, which is gagging versus choking. What is the difference? It's very important to understand the difference between gagging and choking. So you need to practice with your baby. You need to get confident. Another episode that I think will be really helpful is if you guys go back to episode, let me find it now and mention it, but I can't find it. Um, Episode number two, wait a second, 16. Yeah, 16. 10 easy starter foods for baby led weaning. The first 10 days of baby led weaning, if you have the luxury to do it by yourself, do that. After 10 days, 
in episode 16, I tell you which 10 foods to feed. And there's a nice download where you can get all the information. Do those 10 foods, your confidence level will be going like through the roof regarding your baby's ability to feed food. And then you could involve somebody else. So my suggestion is get confident with your baby eating a few foods by yourself before you invite other people. Because when you invite other people, what you're really inviting is their reaction and their feedback. And you might not be ready for that early on. Babies can sense stress, as you know. So part of our job as parents is to offer a safe feeding environment, which means reducing distractions and reducing stress. Grandparents are distractions. Grandparents in the room when you're trying to feed your baby a new food, stressing you out is stress. So again, even my own husband, I have seven kids. I remember with our last two, Gus and Hannah, I'd already developed this 100 First Foods program. I have full-time online business teaching baby-led weaning. And we did the 100 First Foods with Gus and Hannah. And the first day, he happened to be at home. My husband works from home too. And I was like, I'm feeding the twins by myself. And he like saunters into the kitchen. He's like, I want to watch. And we start, they start eating avocado. And he's like, are you sure they can eat that? And I was like, do you even know what I do for a living? Like, of course, babies could eat this. But it's like, you can be here because you're the dad and I want you to be part of this experience, but then you're also going to need to leave so that I can be here with the babies. I can react to them when they are gagging. I can intervene if I need to. It's just easier sometimes if the person who's in charge, which more often than not is the mom, but I'm not taking away the credit from the dads because once dads love to get involved with baby led weaning. I know my own husband, it's like when the babies start eating meat and I did that on day four of baby led weaning. He's like, let me, well, how are you going to make that meat? Let me help you out there. Like, I mean, I can cook meat and he can cook other foods besides meat. It's a little gender, gender stereotyping there, I guess. But you can get dad and the other caregivers involved. Just don't do it right off the bat is my suggestion. Work your way through those 10 starter foods. Again, see episode 16 to get the download. Um, if you want the 10 easy starter foods download, I'll also link to that here in this episode. If you go to blwpodcast.com slash 18, it'll be in the show notes page. So practice what you preach is my first tip. My second tip, seeing is believing. Once your baby has some like star foods, I like to call them the party trick foods, like the foods you know your baby can eat that kind of impresses other people. The one I love when they get going is sardines. Like it just wigs other people out when babies eat sardines. Like an eight-month-old baby loves sardines and other people are like, this is insane. My own mom, I remember, who is a dietitian, when I was doing baby led weaning with the quadruplets, she used to be like, I'd been a few weeks into it. So she was invited in. She'd watch them eat. And she'd be like, this is ridiculous. Like they're eating with their hands. They're going to have to eventually learn how to eat with the spoon. I was like, fine. And then like a few months later, I caught her on the phone bragging to her other friend. And, oh, my granddaughter, Claire, eats sardines. And, oh, you should have seen them. They had beets the other day. And did they have liver? Oh, they're so smart. And it's like, oh, you're all of a sudden coming around on this whole baby led weaning thing. Seeing really is believing, right? So once you have some foods that you know your baby loves, then invite the others in to observe. You're kind of cheating. You're like, you, you know your baby's going to like star on that food. Take those foods to grandma. She will be blown away by how smart her granddaughter is. Um, don't try a new allergenic food in front of people. If you're nervous that a baby's going to choke on a particularly tricky texture that you're trying out, just kind of like how if you ever train for like a race, 10k or a half marathon they always tell you like don't mess around with like new goos or snacks or a new hydration protocol the day of the race like go with exactly what you did while you were training that's going to set you up for success so same thing when you're doing solid foods next tip call a meeting okay don't make a big deal about it and obviously you know how to speak respectfully to the people who are helping you with your children but don't just throw it off on the side like, oh, hey, we're doing baby led weaning and drop some food when, at drop off and like 
without any context, okay? I recommend parents ask for a meeting where you can sit down with the administration, the one who are the decision makers, but if possible, the ones who are actually engaged in the day-to-day because they're the ones doing the work. And having the administration plus the day-to-day people, if you can, is helpful because when you mention the term baby-led weaning, some of them have preconceived notions about what it is. They more often than not don't understand what it is. They don't understand the research that supports the notion that babies who start solid foods with baby-led weaning are at no higher risk of choking than are babies who do traditional spoon feeding. What I would encourage you to do at this meeting is bring those superstar foods. Put the baby in the high chair. Show how you want the baby positioned. Put the bib on that you send with the baby, right? If you want a baby to sleep with a certain blanket at nap time, you send the blanket. If you want your baby to wear a certain bib, send the bib. Bring your own mat or bowl. We don't feed babies off of the tray or off of the table uh, for a number of different reasons. If you want to learn more about why we don't do that, go back and listen to the episode that's called Five Feeding Mistakes Most Parents Make and How You Can Avoid Them. That's episode number 10. In there, I share why we want to feed out of a mat or bowl to promote independent feeding. So you got to send the mat or the bowl. Do the setup yourself. This is how I put the food out there, okay? And explain some things. Let the baby eat. Literally, most daycare providers have never seen a baby successfully do baby-led weaning. It's not that they're opposed to it. They just don't know how to do it. And instead of saying, I don't know how to do it, they sometimes say, we don't do it. So there's oftentimes a lot of wiggle room there. In certain situations, in certain large chains, in particular government settings, so if you're like military, there are some regulations that actually prohibit them from doing it. But contact me offline. We have some workarounds for that. And we've had success with parents being able to do baby led weaning in those situations as well. So when your baby is eating at this like sample demonstration feeding that you're doing at a meeting, explain a few other things. I don't wipe my baby down constantly during meals. Okay, that's a sensory intrusion. How would you feel if you were trying to eat a bowl of oatmeal and the daycare provider started attacking you with a wet wipe or mom, what have you? Show them how you clean up right after the meal. Take the baby underneath the faucet, rinse their hands, use clean water, wipe their mouth, use a clean towel, dry their face, boom, you're done. Clean up the baby led weaning mess before it dries. But really a few weeks into it, your baby does get so much better at getting the food in the mouth that the mess is significantly less than even traditional spoon feeding. So baby led weaning does get a bad rap as being messy. It is messy, but the point is not to prevent the mess. The point is to allow your baby the opportunity to learn how to eat. You can do that in the daycare setting as well. Okay, so what actually happens a lot of times, and I have a lot of daycare providers in my audience and following, and they tell me babies who feed themselves are actually less work than having to spoon feed babies. I mean, I realized that myself doing baby led weaning with quadruplets. I was like, there's no way I'm physically going to be able to spoon feed these four babies, not to mention I should not be putting a foreign object in my baby's mouth. I should be teaching my baby how to feed themselves. But the reality is four babies feeding themselves is way less work for me than me feeding four babies. So a little while into it, the caregivers are like, you're genius. This is amazing. Look at how much this baby eats. Oh, and by the way, this is way less work for me. So that is call a meeting. Next tip, address objections. Oftentimes caregivers will not be on board with baby led weaning, not because they're opposed to it. It's oftentimes because they don't understand it. Okay. We'll do a separate episode about talking to your healthcare provider about baby led weaning because the conversation is a little bit different, but sometimes you can use language like for your partner or whoever else is helping you. I feel like you're not really on board with feeding our baby using this approach, this baby led weaning stuff. Are there any concerns or questions I can help you address regarding? And more often than not, they'll tell you, I'm scared the baby's going to choke. I know you don't feel like the expert yet, but I mean, here you are listening to a podcast about baby led weaning. You know a lot 
about a baby's ability to feed themselves safe, age-appropriate foods when they're demonstrating the signs of readiness to feed. And you know, gagging, a baby can recover from a gag on their own. We don't intervene during a gag. If we intervene during a gag and lunge at the baby or startle the baby or place our hands on the baby, it can cause the baby to inhale that food they're gagging on. And a harmless gag becomes a very harmful choke, right? Gagging is good. It's part of learning how to eat, but choking is certainly harmful. Hands down, anybody who is helping you feed your baby should have CPR skills so that they know what to do in the event that your baby chokes. I'm going to link to an online CPR course that I myself take routinely to keep my CPR skills up to par because a few months ago, I can't remember what I had for breakfast today, let alone like the exact specifics of how to administer back blows. But what you really want is that anyone who is feeding your baby, if they do choke, you want that person to be able to help intervene and administer CPR. And one of the good things about taking an online class is yes, it doesn't replace the experience of doing CPR in person. However, multiple people, including the caregivers, your partner, grandma, they can take the same course and get the same skill set from you purchasing one CPR course. So again, I'll link to that online CPR course that I recommend in the show notes. If you go to blwpodcast.com slash 18, this is the daycare episode, and I'll put that in there. Okay. So address objections. Oftentimes it's about choking. Sometimes the, after saying I'm scared, the baby's going to choke. Okay. Their concern is, well, I don't know what foods to make the baby like opening a pouch and squeezing it into a baby's mouth. That's kind of a no brainer. Uh, spooning food out of a baby food jar and pushing it into baby's mouth on a spoon. That's kind of a no brainer. If people have only ever associated baby feeding with those two practices, they're just concerned that they don't know what foods to feed. And the way you fix that is by you prepare the food. So it's, to some degree, there's a little more work involved here, okay? You have to actually make the foods, put them in the container, send it with the matter, the bowl, and the bib, make the meeting, sit down, explain it to them. But sometimes you do it once, and then your baby is set. Now, occasionally, you will encounter a situation where the caregivers just won't, okay? And you can't make them do something they don't want to or don't feel safe doing. And if that's the instance, I want you to know that it's perfectly fine if you can only do solid foods with your baby once a day at the beginning, six or seven months of age, Maybe you can only do it before work or more likely after you pick the baby up from, from daycare. Um, relegating it to just the weekends is hard because then that implies that five days in the middle of the week the baby's not eating and that's not okay. But you can, if the daycare provider only feels comfortable doing purees, teach them how you do the preloaded spoon technique. And if you need advice on how to do that, go back to episode number five. It's called How to Do Purees for a Few Days When Starting Solid Foods. And inside of that episode, I explain to you exactly how you do this preloaded spoon technique. Okay, because I want to leave you guys with a tip, which is it's not confusing if your baby is switching between purees and soft solid strips of food. Okay, if that provided that, let me start over. It's not confusing if your baby's switching between purees and soft solid strips of food, only if the baby is the one being allowed to feed himself. What is confusing is if at home, baby's allowed to eat soft solid strips of food that he feeds himself, and at daycare, somebody else shoves an arbitrary amount of food in his mouth until feeding time is over, and that's pureed. That's confusing. So we want to aim for the consistency in messaging where that the baby regulates their own intake, be it at home when you're doing soft solid strips of foods, traditional baby led weaning foods, or at daycare, if you're doing that pre-loaded spoon approach, just teach the daycare providers, this is how my baby eats. I don't want anyone putting the spoon in my baby's mouth. 
they'll be blown away. Babies can do so much more than we give them credit for. But sometimes you have to show them. You have to call the meeting. Practice what you preach. Seeing is believing. And you do have to prepare the food. I know that's a little bit hard. It may require you streamlining your meal production. A lot of families will do meal prep on Sunday. You know, making five different foods. I'm not saying you don't want to send the same thing every single day or the baby will become conditioned to expect that, but it's fine to offer repeat foods throughout the week or the same food twice in a day, as long as you're ensuring that your baby is having a variety of foods overall. Okay. And then I want to leave you with the tip to take ownership of your knowledge. As I said, you're the one who knows your baby best. I know a lot of you are arming yourself with knowledge about baby led weaning before you start solids. When you start, at six months of age, plus when your baby is showing those other signs of readiness to feed, a few days in, do 10 days, you'll be, even after three days, you're like, oh, I got this. Do a full 10 days with two different meats and two different allergenic foods. There'll be some gagging. There might be vomiting. You'll see some changes in the stool. Like none of this is surprising to you so that when the provider gives you feedback, oh, so-and-so is constipated, you'll say, yes, that's a natural side effect of learning how to eat. Here's a homemade prune puree that I have made. You can preload it on the spoon and offer it to the baby and allow the baby to self-feed. Like you know a lot about this stuff already by educating yourself. Take ownership of your knowledge. So one of the sample languages that I love to use, this is credit to my friend and colleague Don Winkleman. She's a speech language pathologist who specializes in baby led weaning and pediatric swallowing. And we do some digital courses and work together. And one of our programs has a sample scripts guide. So how to talk to your tribe about baby led weaning. And your tribe is basically anyone who's helping you with your baby, right? So one of Dawn's language uh, prompts that she used, and this is great. Uh, how do you talk to a parent or friend who's maybe in disbelief that a baby can eat? And so they sometimes will say things that may come across as hurtful, but they don't intend it. So a friend might say to you, I can't believe you give your baby such big pieces of food right? They've only ever seen a pouch or baby food. They don't realize babies can eat real food. I always say, what do you think people did before the advent of commercial baby food in the earlier part of the 20th century? Their babies ate soft versions of the foods the rest of the family was eating. But Dawn's much more tactful than me. Um, Her response is always to encourage parents and caregivers to say to the caregivers or the friend or the grandma, who is it, who says, I can't believe your baby eats such big pieces of food. You can say, you know, after doing my research, and taking classes by feeding experts, I've learned how to successfully and safely prepare food to improve developmental milestones, to decrease choking risks, to determine when my baby is full, and down the road, I'm going to be decreasing picky eating tendencies as well. Again, you don't have to sound snotty about it. I sometimes do, I think, in my responses. But practice that positive language. Dawn's very good at practicing uh, positive language. Uh, We do do some joint workshops together. We do a lot of work on Instagram together. She's the feeding expert for Easy Peasy, uh, the company that makes the silicone suction mats and bowls. Um, I'll link to those in the show notes. And I'll also share Dawn's uh, website and Instagram page with you guys in the show notes. On Instagram, she's at Miss Dawn SLP. And I know we're in a podcast environment. You guys are listening to this information. But I do think Instagram can be so powerful. And I use it as my primary platform for teaching about baby led weaning because seeing is believing. Just seeing other babies eating age-appropriate versions of foods that not everyone gets to see every day, it can really help inspire confidence in your baby's ability to do the same thing when the time is right. So I hope you found that helpful on how you can get caregivers on board with baby led weaning. If you want some more tips on how to talk to the different people in your tribe, be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening. If you like 
these kind of short, I say bite size, but they're about 20 minute trainings that I'm doing. And here on the podcast, please give me a review on Apple Podcasts. It means so much to helping other parents who might be on the fence about whether or not they want to do baby led weaning just to have another environment to learn about it. So thank you for listening, for rating, for reviewing it. And if you want to come join a longer training, I have a free one hour workshop that I teach every week called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners, how to get your baby to try 100 foods before turning one without you having to spoon feed purees or buy pouches right? Because the baby can spoon feed themselves the purees as well as different textured foods. I give everyone on this free workshop a copy of my 100 first foods list. So you can start knocking off those foods that you're then probably preparing extra of putting in food storage containers to send to daycare to help set your baby up for success with baby led weaning, regardless of who is helping feed. So to get signed up for that workshop, to get links to some of the other resources that I talked about in this episode, go to the show notes page for this episode. That's at blwpodcast.com slash 18. Thanks for listening. Bye guys. (music) 